0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Brood Thoughts podcast. This is German checking in today, and today we're gonna do a little sports roundup. It's been a, it's been a busy few weeks. Last week um, I recorded the pod, and then uh, we had te- technical difficulties, so that pod kind of died, <laughs> and and it's and it's somewhere. Where, I don't know, but it is floating in the, in the cloud, as they say. So today, we're going to do the NFL picks or the NFL roundup, like we, we've done all, all season long of the NFL. And But we're going to start, not with the NFL, but we're going to start with soccer. So in the Champions League, we finished the, the group stage, and I'm not going to go over the 16 teams that made it. But I wanted to hit on the the, the biggest story that came out of the group stage. And it was in match day six. And it was uh, something that I think will go down in the history of of the sport. As an event that took place that, that I, I think we've all seen... We've all heard of or, or, you know, in the NBA, we saw this in the bubble where a team refused to the teams refused to to play for a few days because of the incident of, of what happened in, in Milwaukee. Um, and then we, we saw this in, in the Clippers Warriors when when the, the audio tapes of Donald Sterling came out. And we saw that the Clippers, you know, that there was we didn't know they were going to play and all of that, but we've never seen—at least I can't think of—ever seeing two teams playing together and then leaving, refusing, going on the on the on the field or the pitch, playing for a little bit and then exiting. And so, what happened in against with PSG and Istanbul backsack here? Is the the game is going on? It's an important game for for PSG um, because if they, you know, it was determined it was going to determine whether they were going to move on. And what ends up happening is there was a foul in the play. The referee doesn't. There's a foul. Uh, PSG commits a foul. A player from PSG commits a foul uh, on a player from Istanbul. And what you end up what you get is the referee doesn't give them a yellow. Uh, the Istanbul bench goes crazy. They wanted a they wanted yellow and, and it was a pretty careless tackle. It, 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 it kind of deserved a yellow. Uh, but the referee didn't. It was early in the game. Typical, usually that's what happens. And then things were going on in the in the bench, and then all hell broke loose and so what the reports that came out is that supposedly well not supposedly Well, the reports that came out is that the fourth referee said to the, to the talking to the bench he, he books one of them he, and he says el negro or in Romanian negro which is the word for black the guy the, the the guy who 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 felt the the attack um, he said it was racially charged and so it, it, it became a scandal it was a it was a big old thing and both teams stepped out and, and walked out of the, of the of the pitch and so from that point forward we saw that the uh, we, we saw that the entire thing the um, entire thing escalated uh, the, the, the Istanbul's bench and got in the face of the referees Neymar and, and Mbappe from both ends uh, decided that, you know, we're not going to play this game either and it just escalated and, and got really big and and they, they didn't play that day, and they came back the next day, and they played. Now, if in terms of whether this was racial or not, and whether this was something that that we can say, man, this was racist, he called him the N-word, it, it's really unclear. Weebu, who, who, was the, who was one of the assistant coaches, who said he got called um, that um, – Says that he, said that he said the black one over there. Now, it's tough to say this is racist because this could have just been a because that, an instance where the fourth referee says, hey, tells the, 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 the head referee, hey, we, we got we, we to gotta give um, one of the coaches a yellow card. When the referee steps over there and he says, which one? It could have been that he just said, hey, the black one. It could have been just that. And 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 in Romanian or even in Spanish, you would say El Negro. Pointing out, well, who am I going to give the yellow card to? Oh, you'll give it to the black one. And maybe it's that. And if it's that, obviously that's not racist. It's just the description. But if it's... According to what Weebu says and, and obviously this is all here here you know he said she said um, depending on what you want to believe it's it's just really hard it's just really hard um, to to say what really happened and and how that was used because if it was used just to describe him, uh, I mean, Weebu is is, Af- is is a dark complexion. He's black, and so to say the black one in in a sea of of white ones is not racist. Now more details came out, and, and the fourth official said they called me a gypsy, which obviously that's racist too. If, if if that's what happened, either way, it was just a bad look. I think the referee should have taken more ownership of what happened. He let it. Things get out of hand. He didn't. He wasn't able to separate, and he wasn't able to put things together. Um, and it's the incident we got. Was it racist? Was it not? I don't. I think it's impossible for anybody who's not who wasn't on the pitch to say. If he just said it was the black one, we're gonna give. We're gonna book the white, The black one. It isn't racist. It, it may not. It may not be the popular answer because uh, we live in such a in such a world now where everything is we're so hypersensitive to, to the R word um, and we're so quick to throw it around and call everybody racist uh, I just think it's impossible to say that and if from the other side if what we got is, is the Istanbul um, team calling the referee a gypsy that's racist too and so either either way bad luck on both sides um, psg won and, and and they won on last night and they were able to take care of business 5-1 so it, it didn't really matter at the end but it, it's we've never seen that we've never seen a team walk out two teams step out it and refuse to come back to play because of of, of racial uh, r- a racial incident which it's not surprising considering the fact that we are in 2020. And there's been such a big movement in terms of the the what we see the what we see from from sports now. And we have to just kinda get used to that. It's the world we live in where we can't we don't live in a world anymore where sports is separated from 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 social justice issues or political issues it's just the world we live in and so if you want to enjoy sports and and watch sports you kind of have to get used to it the fact used to the fact that our athletes now are gonna bring in the political sphere and, and the social justice sphere as well which can be good can be bad um but ultimately the sport uh just moves on but it's something that happened And I think it's something that If you follow soccer uh, It's definitely something that you're going to see For a really long time talked about um, Moving on uh, I want to highlight two teams And, and Man U uh, Embarrassed themselves In these Champions Leagues They, they started off really well Against, against PSG Winning 2-1 And, and it seemed like Man, Manu has it. Manu gets it. This team is going to do something in these playoffs, in these playoffs, in these champ in the Champions League, and then they just let followed that performance against PSG uh, to just end and get eliminated. And yes, two days ago on Tuesday, when they just. Thankfully, and I say this as a fan, thankfully get get eliminated because uh, it's a team that showed no heart. It's a team that showed zero urgency. Lip-sync uh, just came out swinging and, and had two goals early on. And they just couldn't respond until the very, very end. And I think it's time to cut Ole. I think it's time to, to sell Bogba and the disaster and the waste of money he was. Uh, I think it's it's time to, to push a reset button on Man's, Man U again. And ever since Sir Alex Ferguson retired, it, it's been reset button after reset button. Um, but it's just the way it goes. But when you can't get the coach and when you can't get um, the players to, to come in and buy in, uh, you get a team like Manu U, who, who was the standard of excellence for a really long time, and now we're just a joke so and the other team uh, real madrid uh, the team that uh, got crapped on over the last week or so and they put together a good stretch in la liga and in champions league beating beating a uh, beating sevilla on the road on saturday and following that performance up on uh, on yesterday against mac back and winning 2-0, Benzema looking good, Modric and Kroos controlling the middle of the pitch, and, and it was just masterful performance by Real Madrid, who did not let um, their opponents get into the game, which is the, the type of team that we thought we were going to get, and it's truthfully the type of team we get every time uh, these guys get put pushed against the wall. It's a very proud team. Sidan's a very proud manager who, who's able to rally the troops. Um, and there needs to be a way where, where they don't get, have to play with, their, with the, their backs against the wall for their, them to produce a good performance. Uh, we'll see what happens in the round of 16 as this tournament only gets harder um, from here. I don't think Real Madrid has has the team to, to win the Champions League um, unless there's a guy coming in January that we don't know about, a striker or someone that's going to add just something different to that offense. Uh, Hazard has not been the guy we thought we were going to get, not because he's sucked, because he's been good when he's been on there. The problem is he hasn't played all that much. And so we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, moving on to the NBA, we not, the NBA starts tomorrow. The preseason starts tomorrow. The Lakers tip off. Um, Frank Vogel already said he's not uh, Anthony Davis and Larry and, and Larry and LeBron James probably are not going to play. Um, and and around the league, everything pretty much is set. The only big news that came out today. Uh, Paul George signed a massive contract extension with the Clippers five years, 226 million, um, which gives the Clippers some stability in terms of at least keeping one of uh, one of their two stars. I don't like the contract for Paul George because it's a lot of money and a big commitment for a guy who's not good enough to be a number one. But you have to give him that money. It's one of those things that uh, to say, man, I wouldn't do it, maybe, but you would get fired. It's a type of, it's a, you, you, the Clippers gave up way too much money, made too much assets and way too many assets to the, to OKC to not give Paul George that money. So if Paul George is willing to take it, you have to do it and, and you kind of just have to hope. Kawhi decides to follow suit and and, and sign a big contract, uh, but if not, at least you keep Paul George and, and the Clippers will be able to go into the new arena with a semblance of a star in Paul George, who at least for 82 games can sometimes be look like one of the best, one of the top five players in the league. Um, but the problem is just once he gets to the playoff, he becomes. Uh, Playoff P or or my favorite nickname that he gained this year, uh, pandemic P. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the NBA playoff with the NBA. I'm really excited for it. It starts December 22, and it, it just it's super excited. It kind of although the 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 start to the season is very is very it's really fast turnaround. Uh, I think in the, I think as the teams adjust and and rest players and all of that I think by the end by the time the playoff comes around I think we'll, we'll get a very good product uh, Anthony Davis re-signed as well with the Lakers um, and so he, he the Lakers locked him up and we had uh, the NBA send out a memo to to other teams and basically telling them you can't sit your stars for the nationally televised game so Obviously, that's going to be a big talking point all season long because of the short turnaround, especially with the big teams, uh, the teams that made it in the uh, far in the playoffs last season in the bubble. And so it's obviously something to watch for. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they maneuver that, uh, what kind of uh, bogus injuries they came up, come up with, you know, um, where, oh, he, he has a strain, you know, he pulled something, Sore this, sore that. You're going to see a lot of injury, a lot of, quote, quote injuries. Of, oh, he had a sore ankle. He had a sore this. Um, in previous years, you would get, oh, he's out with flu-like symptoms. Obviously, with, with the pandemic, you're not going to get anyone out with the flu because it, it just would be highlighted even more. Um, so... We'll see. We'll see how all of this breaks down. But we're super excited for the NBA to to commence. Now the NFL. No, let's do boxing. Let's do boxing. And then we'll close with the NFL. Uh, Last week, so December is because of the pandemic closed down a lot of, if not the entire boxing calendar for a long time. December is when boxing kind of just throws its last... It's last party, so, of the year. We had Earl Spence last week. Earl Spence with um, fighting against Garcia and Danny Garcia. And, and, and it was a fight that, that went exactly as we all thought it was going to go. Earl Spence, um, at least in the beginning, I think what we all... If Errol Spence was still gonna, it was still Earl Spence after the accident. Then we knew Earl Spence was just gonna cruise to a victory, possibly even knock Danny out. And Earl Spence proved that he's still, he's still the same guy. The accident, uh, although it was very bad, it had no effect on his on his career, and it didn't change him at all. He's still one of the top fighters in the sport. Uh, Danny Garcia fought, fights another top guy, and, and again, he falls short. And Danny Garcia is a, is a nice fighter. He's just not good enough to fight the elite guys. Um, and now the fight we all want to see is Earl Spence uh, and Crawford, and hopefully we get that. Hopefully um, it's a fight that, that we get soon because it, it's so it's these guys that, that are – that are built for each other. And I just hope they don't make us wait a really long time because the time to make that fight is now, um, this weekend. Uh, and then Friday we had BJ Saunders fight and he, he looked good. And, and now he's awaiting the winner of Canelo and, and and Callum Smith who fight next weekend, this weekend we have Anthony Joshua and I'm excited to see how Anthony Joshua looks I think Joshua is is fighting no scrub this time, and and it's good to 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 keep that in mind because I think it's with the heavyweight division looking how it is. It's sometimes easy to to say, ah, oh, well, these guys they're not even fighting anybody, but. Joshua fighting Pulev, who who's a threat and who and who's dangerous and and who has power. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see how this fight goes. It's on Saturday uh, in the, at eleven Pacific time because it's in it's in England. Um, so it's gonna be a good fight. Uh, I am one of the few that thinks that I think Fury is better, but I think AJ is underrated. Has become underrated ever since the the, the the fluke of a of a loss he took uh, to to America's hero, and so I think it's one of those things that we will see Anthony Joshua uh, hopefully get back to 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 form. But I think it's he's a guy that can give. Uh, Fury fits because I think he's talented enough, he's athletic enough, and he's a he's a good enough boxer to stay with Fury. And obviously he has power. I think ever since, um, again America's hero in, in Reese, ever since he beat him, you know everybody took the opportunity to to dump on him. But let's not forget he Joshua went toe to toe with Klitschko when Klitschko was still giving everybody fits, and he. And he survived and showed a lot of heart in that fight. So I, I think Anthony Joshua, uh, just has a lot has good. Needs a good showing, and hopefully we get Joshua Fury this upcoming year in twenty twenty one, and then Canelo fights next week, and we'll break down that fight next week as well. Um, And so it's it's a good time for boxing as well as. Uh, Gennady Golovkin who fights next Friday. So I'll, so those fights we'll talk next week. But Joshua Pulev is a fight that the, it's good to watch because Puliv, even though he he is clearly the underdog, uh, he he with his one of the things he's able to do is is, is just is just reel you in and, and kind of trap you with some punches. Uh, Pulev is able to to if he's able to keep, get in and if he's able to 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 eat some punches and and, and we're going to see his 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 jaw being tested. So he has to be willing to to step in. He has to be willing to to close the distance. And even though he's thirty nine, uh, he. He's one of these guys. He's one of these older veterans who, who knows his way around the ring and, and knows a thing or two about being in a war. Um, he he's a guy who, who, who at his best will be able to give Joshua a war like he gave one of the Klitschko brothers a while back. Uh, so it's going to be a good fight. But ultimately, I think Anthony Joshua should win. Should look good. Um, and and make his way towards uh, Fury, Tyson Fury, this upcoming this upcoming year. Um, now to the NFL. In the NFL, week thirteen, as we as we get into uh, the home stretch now of what has been a, a very interesting season because of COVID and and all of that. We we've had a we, we have uh, this we now have a a kind of good feel of what's happening uh, one of the things that we've been I've been saying over in week 14 sorry not 13 one of the things that I've been saying is how flawed Pittsburgh is and, and I think we're starting to see that we saw that this week uh, when they lost to the, to the Washington football team and they're just a flawed team uh, their offense is okay they can sometimes be they can sometimes look really scary but ultimately they're okay their defense is good but the loss of the pre definitely hurts them a lot um, and i mean they're, they're just not a scary team that, that, uh, like the chiefs and in the nfc i think it's very clear that the rams are are the most not complete team, but I think the, the most balanced team, top to bottom. I think we know now that the Saints are just the team that somehow is going to find a way to win, that that defense is ridiculous. And, and whether it's Taysom Hill or, or Drew Brees, they do enough on offense to win, and that defense is is, is secretly carrying them because we're so used to talking about the Saints and just talking about their offense, Champagne and Drew Brees, but their defense is spectacular. Um, and then the Bucks—I uh, don't. It's hard to. It's hard. It's hard to to judge the Bucks because if we say they suck, uh, then you know they, they then they play well, and so they have too many weapons to kind of be written off. Um, their defense is pretty good too. Uh, it's just difficult. Uh, I think Tom Brady has at times looked good at times look bad uh, uh, and it's just very inconsistent very up and down. I, I think the, the Packers are in the same place as the, as the Steelers where they are okay uh, but uh, they're not scary they're, I think they're very, they're a very flawed team as well. Uh, that's easy that they can be easy to stop and if you get play physical against them, they, they always seem to crumble over the last few seasons. And then yeah, I mean uh, and then you, you go to Seattle and Seattle's very flawed too. their defense is atrocious and they kind of need Russell to be super duper good and superhuman and I think it's just a lot to ask of him, especially when everybody knows, um, well, we can score with them. Uh, and so the, the Seahawks aren't a scary team uh, of the past. And so this week, as we head into week 14, the Patriots in the, in the St. Louis Rams. I know they're L.A., but um, for all the L.A. Rams, uh, the St. Louis Rams play today. Uh, and it's a rematch of, of the Super Bowl a few years where... Bill Belichick kind of exposed um, Sean McVay, and he kind of just let him have it. Uh, and it was such a cl- coaching clinic in that game. Uh, a lot of people thought it was a boring Super Bowl, but if you love football and you love that type of style and you love just geek, nerdy football, it was, it was such a good Super Bowl. Uh, so we get that today. I think the Rams, uh, the Rams are a better team. The Rams are a more physical team. Uh, it's really hard for me to see them beating the, 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 the Rams, the, the, the Pats beating the Rams, but uh, they still have Belichick, so Belichick is still producing his magic now. It's very clear that the Pats have found their, their identity, their running team. They, they don't trust Cam that much, and so the, the Cam train of, oh, let's sign him up, uh, has kind of slowed down a lot. And so we'll see what happens in this game. But I think that the Rams should be able to pull this one off. Um, then we get Vikings-Bucks, which should be a very good game. in, in two teams that need a win, the, the Vikings to to keep it moving, and, and the Bucks because uh, they just haven't looked good against... Good quality teams and, and the Vikings are a good quality team. So we'll see that that's going to be a very good matchup because both teams need the win uh, to stay afloat. Chiefs-Dolphins should be fun just because the Dolphins have been a fun team all, te- all season long. The Chiefs, I think, are the best team in football and they just play with teams and they just have it. I don't think they've showed a complete game. Because that's just how good they are. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how 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 that plays out. The 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 key for the Chiefs is you gotta get Mahomes off his off his spots, and if you're able to do that, you'll have success. and And you saw the Niners do that in the Super Bowl. You saw the the Chargers do that in their one game this season against the the Chiefs. And you saw the Raiders do that in both games they played against them. So you have to be able to do that. Can can the Dolphins do that? I think they have the coach to to be able to scheme something like that, and Brian Flores, and they have the defense to do it. So, but it's just can you do it? I think it's it's such it's easy to say that. Oh, we just got to move out of the spot. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, so it's it's a lot harder that, than than to just say, oh, well, that this is our game plan then we get the, the the high-flying giants the giants that the g-men are look good so it's gonna be interesting to see how how these guys um are, are gonna play out today and how these guys will show themselves so um we'll see what happens in this game um in a in a fun one, the Cardinals are a fun team. The Giants are a fun team. Uh, the Giants are playing with a lot of confidence. Their defense is really good. Colt McCoy, shout out to Colt McCoy who who, who won a, a game last week against the Seahawks. So it should be a fun one in in the Meadowlands, the the Giants and, and the and the Arizona Cardinals, where I think. I'm going to go and and be uh, a little brave and say that the Giants are going to pull that one out. Uh, They've been playing so well where the Cardinals I haven't have been very disappointing ever since the the Hail Mary play. And we'll get another thing to look at and I think it's just the, the last the last two games um so we'll do Ravens-Browns first. Monday night game should be a good one. The Ravens are not the same team from last year, uh, and they haven't been that team for a while. And then the Browns, who look really good, and, and, and they are shocking everybody, and the Browns are, 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 are looking like a very well-run team, which is very... Ho- bizarre to say of the Browns and the Ravens the Ravens are a front-runner team they're they're very good and great when they're winning and, and even they're good sports they're classy <laughs> when they're winning but when they're losing when they're down they, they, they they're, they're they're rude they suck they just bad they, they show bad sportsmanship uh, Lamar Jackson is, is the epitome of, of what a front runner is. If he's winning and, and, and doing, and he's up by 10, 17 points, he, he's smiling, he's, he's dancing, he's pointing at his teammates. And if he's losing, he just sits and mopes. And, and it's just a team that I'm not a big fan of, uh, because of how they carry themselves. um, and Steelers-Bills. The Steelers who are a good team. They're a flawed team, but they're a good team. And just because I say they're flawed does not mean that I'm saying that they suck. They're, they're a good team. They're just not... There's there's levels to this. They're not Chiefs-level good, but they're good. They're second-tier. And the Bills, who, who are playing really well, and, and they beat up on my Niners and, and just, just kind of... Ended, uh, maybe not mathematically, but I think mentally ended uh, our playoff hopes. So that should be a fun one heading into into Sunday night. Um, I look forward to watching these two teams battle with each other because it's going to be such an interesting uh, battle. I think Josh Allen, another primetime game. Um, can he play well? Can he produce and, and lead and get this team in another? big victory against a really good Pittsburgh team um, who, again, just because they're flawed does not mean they suck. So, those are the things to look for. Uh, I want to end the pod talking about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz and and the Eagles, and Carson Wentz got benched in his game last week against the Packers. Uh, Jalen Hurts went in, and Jalen Hurts has been announced as starter this week. And Carson Wentz right now is going through the rounds of, and everyone's taking the turn and hitting him and talking crap about him and all that. There was a time a few years ago where Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP. The Philadelphia Eagles were the best team in football. And Carson Wentz tears his ACL against the Rams here in the Coliseum. And ever since then, it hasn't been the same. Carson Wentz is a guy right now who has no confidence, who's playing like a quarterback who just, he's in his head. I think before we, we dump on him, let's remember that this guy is is one of the top ten talents in the NFL. Talent. He has not showed that in a while, but he has that in him. I think the best thing for Carson Wentz is to go somewhere else. I think he needs a change of scenery. I think he needs a new coach. I think he needs somebody who's going to infuse him with, with confidence. To me, he reminds me a lot of Alex Smith in terms of the loss of confidence. And Alex Smith needed... Jim Harbaugh to come in and believe in him and and pour all this believe in him and Alex Smith became the Alex Smith we now know the Alex Smith that led Pittsburgh to led the Washington football team to beat Pittsburgh this week and that's what Carson Wentz needs he needs his Jim Harbaugh he needs to go to a place where they're going to believe in him where they're going to teach him and where he's going to learn again how to lead a team. I think the time in Philly was fine and good for a time, and I think it's time for them to move on from him. I think it's him from to move on from them. Who is the Jim Harbaugh for Carson Wentz? I don't know, but I think it's time for him to, to move on. And for Philly, I think it's very clear now that Frank Wright was the, the, the architect of that Super Bowl winning team. I think uh, Peterson has proved over and over and over and over again uh, he's just not he, hes not a good coach. And so he has a Super Bowl, so that, that's going to give him some cachet, kind of like Mike McCarthy, um, two guys that are very overrated. And, and But they have a Super Bowl ring, so uh, they're always going to be in contention for a, a job because they got a ring. And that's just sometimes how simplistic things get in the NFL and really in sports in general. Uh, but that's been the roundup for today. Um, we, we hit a little bit of everything, and we talked about a little bit of everything, um, and so we'll, we'll definitely do this again. Uh, we'll do another pod on Saturday right after the Joshua fight to just do a little reaction to the Joshua fight. Uh, keep uh, what, You can listen to our pod from last Sunday where we talked about regret uh, with the title of Mentally Drained. This Sunday, we're talking about the, uh, the generation we live in now where it's just everyone gets a participation trophy and how that's affected society and the culture where we live in now. And we will have uh, the... Uh, Some videos of of the pod on Sunday Where Ed showed us some stuff So shout out to him That'll be up on our Instagram page So you can follow us on Instagram Broodthoughts.podcast And you can see everything we're doing there Uh, You can follow You can You can listen to our podcast Anywhere you get your pods Please rate, review, subscribe It really helps if you guys do that it doesn't take much of your time. I mean, you're, you're on the app already. Just follow and subscribe and f- leave us five stars and say, hey, this is fun. I don't know. Do something for us. So, um, so yeah. So, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, drink better coffee.